Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerd Old Order, this is the Nerd Old Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the Booyah! It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium filled pounds, coming straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso X Man Flores. On a serious note, did you know that Anakin Skywalker is really bad at playing the floor as lava? And to my other, other, other right, Dan, you can't stop me from calling you Poppy the Mandalorian. What's up, Dan? This is the way. This is the way. Thanks very much, Dan, for joining this episode of the Nerd world order broadcast uh today we are going to be discussing the television show ahsoka so of course when you speak ahsoka when you talk star wars you say dukes you say alfonso you say joe there's only one person you can have on your show when you talk star wars and that is dan the man delorean salazar uh so let's start it off with how's it going dan uh, it's going great. I appreciate you guys having me back. Uh, it's it's really good to be back, man, or you know, to have you back on the show. Uh, I'm excited about Ahsoka. Apparently, some of us on the Nerd World Order broadcast are not as excited about Ahsoka, but I'm so excited to get into this and to talk about the show today. Uh, let's see here. I'll just start it off. I would say I was first introduced to Ahsoka through Joe. Joe is always like going ahsoka 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 so good dude ahsoka ahsoka she's like she's gonna change your your opinion to star wars and so you know when, when i finally saw her in some of the uh episodes of let's say the mandalorian and also the book of boba fett i was like okay she's pretty cool so i was excited to uh you know see what she would have with her own show alfonso what was your initial exposure to ahsoka and were you excited for the show uh, my initial exposure to Ahsoka was I, I had um, I jumped in and out of watching Clone Wars, you know the not the movie but the TV the TV show the cartoon, the animated series, and um, you know like, ooh who's that ooh she's Padawan ooh she's good oh she's fun she flips, so that was my first impression of her. I loved her. She was she was she was great right off the bat. And as far as this show, super excited. I mean I I love Rosario Dawson. She generally doesn't do much wrong. And, you know, Ahsoka, from what I know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So how about you, Dan? What, what was your initial uh, introduction and what was your level of excitement going into the show? Uh, much like Alswanzo, uh, the Clone Wars animated series was where uh, I first came across her. And uh, her character has such a complex backstory with uh, being a Padawan and her experience with the Jedi Council. 
uh, and then they brought her back for Rebels, and her taking on uh, a Padawan uh, of her own, and then reintroducing her in Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. As soon as, uh, obviously, they announced that she was going to get a series of her own, I know that built a lot of anticipation for that, and uh, you know, I was really looking forward to this as well. Joe, tell us about your relationship with Ahsoka. Uh, she's one of my favorite um, characters that I like. I enjoyed her when I first seen her in Clone Wars. I liked her in Rebels, and I do like her in this show. But I feel like, and we'll get it, we'll dive into it. But I feel like it is an Ahsoka show more than it is um, a Rebel season five. Okay. Well, speaking of Rebels, uh, everyone's mentioned it a little bit here and there. I actually went back and on Disney Plus they have like the essential Ahsoka. And so I watched all of those and it was pretty cool, but I felt like the Rebels stuff they really didn't cover as well. So Dan, the man, can you bring us up to speed and help us understand how this show ties into Ahsoka? Rebels, that is. Well, as they haven't done previously, they've really jumped into this as a continuation of the storyline from uh, the series Rebels. Um, with Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, uh, Obi-Wan, they've dropped Easter eggs, references, even brought characters back like Cad Bane, but you never really felt like you had to have that familiarity with those characters or those references until now, where they have the, all this, mostly all the central characters already, Ahsoka, Hera, um, Sabine Wren, um, obviously Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be a central character in this. They're referencing Ezra. They had the setting there, Lothal. The ceremony they had at Lothal, in fact, had the mural of the entire crew of the ghost. So if you're not already familiar, you're kind of wondering uh, who all these characters are, but uh, through Rebels, um, you know, they're the crew of this ship, the ghost, that Hera was the captain of. She uh, had a relationship with uh, the Jedi Kanan throughout, and uh, she ends up having a child with him who we see in episode three, I believe. And uh, by the end, which they reference even in the first episode, the, by the finale with the Battle of Lothal, where the purge, the purgeal, aka the force whale that uh, Joe had referenced previously, uh, they suck the Star Destroyer that uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra were on out in the hyperspace, and they essentially disappeared. That pretty much brings us up to speed, and unfortunately, if someone didn't go back and watch Rebels, or if they don't have Dan to let them know what's going on i have to say uh that first episode was kind of like a I, I should know what's going on but i don't you know it's you're kind of grasping at straws and i'm gonna throw it out there since you guys have you know referenced rebels a few times um i've watched the final four episodes of rebels i watched the essential ahsoka including rebels and i'm i'm just not impressed i'm i'm like okay so I enjoyed Clone Wars. I was like, oh, this is cool. But like when I watched Rebels, I was just kind of like, I couldn't get into it. 
And so it's an interesting choice to make Ahsoka a continuation of Rebels. What do you guys think about that choice to make Ahsoka essentially, what are you calling it, season five of Rebels? I, I think what you might have missed a little bit on that, because I, I kind of did the same thing. I, I watched a few episodes here and there, but I did watch the essential stuff. Without seeing Ezra Bridger's journey, without seeing him go from a, a young child with four sensitivities to becoming a Padawan, to becoming you know somebody wielding a lightsaber and using the Force, and his slow progression into becoming a Jedi, um, it, it you don't have that same kind of connection. This story, this story actually really had a lot of. It had a lot of character development for for Ezra Bridger, and what, what's what's funny is it was all centered around him. And now you've got your Ahsoka show, and with me, it's like Ezra. Oh, that's right. We got to go get Ezra. We got to get Ezra. Let's go. You know. So, um, I, I'm actually I'm I'm really enjoying it. I, I really wish I watched more Rebels episodes uh, because I did see a lot of progression in, in those characters. Same same with um, with Cindella. Uh, our Harris and Della, Sabine Wren, they, they all developed so much because they were, they were so young and they grew up. And, and like, like you said, uh, Kanan, uh, Ezra's master, who was a, he wasn't one of the greatest Jedis. He was just, a, he was just a Jedi who, who survived order 66 somehow, you know, he had to go on and continue learning on his own to become a stronger Jedi. But in actuality, he probably became one of the strongest Jedis because when Darth Maul took his eyes, he was able to use the force to see and still be useful, you know? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of backstory there. So it, it's tough. If you haven't seen it all, you're not familiar with it. You don't, you don't have that connection, you know? Yeah. I think where you made a mistake is Alan is your, and what they do is, is they have the essentials. Oh, watch the essentials and it'll catch you up. No, nah, not really. If I had an argument with somebody, Alan, and I said like this, Hey, let me tell you these points, these points, and those points are why I really dislike this person. You're going to be like, well, what did it get to that point? Because everyone has a different point of view. What led this person to be this way to me? The essentials that I give you, I'm not giving you the full story. So if I can't give you the full story, how are you going to appreciate what I'm trying to tell you or understand where I'm coming from? And that's where your mistake is because you didn't like any of the characters. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna like the characters from the essentials because you're just watching the essentials. It's like, hey, I'll take a hamburger, but nah, make it plain without any of the extra toppings and then eat it. Well, I know what a hamburger kind of tastes like, but I don't really know what a hamburger tastes like with some with, with the ingredients. That's what the essentials are, and that's where I think you made a mistake and why I can't appreciate certain characters in that because Disney made a mistake of doing that. I, I feel like you can't really appreciate a certain series that's five, four seasons with the essentials. That's just like me Wikipedia. If you Wikipedia a movie or a TV show, it's not really going to tell you everything that's in with that series. It's going to give you a rough kind of breakdown. And you're like, well, good thing I didn't watch that kind of thing. You know, so I feel what they're making a mistake with this TV show. I did like the show a lot. I think people are not going to do their diligence and watch the essentials just to see what is going on. You know, and even if they do, they're still not going to understand, understand anything. I think they should have just called this Rebel Season 5. I don't think they should have called it Ahsoka because even though she's in it a lot, it's bringing up characters to your point, Alan, that 
nobody's going to know or no one even can care for because they've never watched the rebels. So someone that just jumps into it and watches it is going to be lost. Even if you did watch the essentials because you didn't watch the characters grow from the beginning. This is why I struggle with this because it was so good that I thought in my mind until I watched the one piece live adaption. And then I, I watched that and the character development is so good. You don't have to watch the anime to even know what's going on. That's what's so good about that, the One Piece live action on Netflix. And I feel that's what Ahsoka has not been doing. Someone that doesn't know Ahsoka or Serene, Hera, you won't know what's going on. And how do you understand those characters if you've never watched Rebels? And so there, here we are. Even though I do like the show, those are my issues that I have with the show. I definitely agree with that, Joe, in that there was so much development throughout the series for each of those characters. Uh, they are who they are now in the Ahsoka series because of things that they went through. Hera with her relationship with Kanan and him sacrificing himself for the crew. Uh, Ahsoka going through her whole trials with the Jedi and then becoming a, a master with an apprentice herself. Sabine, you know, being young, uh, her and Ezra being the younger ones of the crew, and then her um, taking on the role of a Padawan with Ahsoka. So all of them had that development up to now that, you know, someone like Alan, who is not as familiar, is not going to know these things. Right. And then, you know, another issue is you, you're trying to create a, a relationship with Ahsoka and Serene, which I don't even think they had that much dialogue in the, in the, in the animated show at all. And you're trying to like, because you want a Padawan in there. You know, like to because that's because you feel like you always have to have that in some Star Wars. Is if it's not a Padawan, it's a smuggler. It's like the same kind of concept. The what what I what I, I kind of upset about is there's so much dope characters like, and it's such a short s- series like like Balin. Um, you there. They're on episode three. That I think they're doing. Is it six or eight? I can't remember. Are they doing? If they're doing six or eight, it's like you have five episodes of Balin Scroll, who I think is dope. Where'd he come from? You don't know, right? And then Morgan, the sister of witches. Like, what you know, it's just like there's so many different characters that you can you can work on. Like who's um Shin Hati? Like, there's so many things that you could do to introduce those characters, but you're so, they're so fixated on rebels to give us that fans that like the rebels, you know, to pique our interest. But the one thing that I, uh, that is kind of cool if they're doing it that way is you don't know what's going on for the first time ever. You're like, what's going on, dude? Like there's no, there's going to be a surprise, but what's the surprise? Nobody knows. It's hard for anybody to figure out. And I feel like with, Ahsoka and Bubba Fett, they're trying to clean up the last Star Wars, man. Because if you look, if you notice at the end of Bubba Fett, and then as we go into Ahsoka, they're, they they keep putting on how the rebels have let down their guard, become more passive, and the Empire's still there. And so they're trying, they have to create this whole story leading up to what created the First Order. And I feel that by them doing that and keep throwing that in there, that's what's going to lead to the first order just so everything can connect. It's kind of losing me. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, first of all cover this hamburger. 
So suppose you're a man who likes his hot dogs, or excuse me, his hamburgers with no bun. Is the quality or taste of that hamburger reduced because you don't want that bun? I think not. I think not. I think so because I feel if you – I can't talk about a hamburger and a lettuce that isn't with a bun that I don't understand and then try to take – watch someone else eat it and go, hey, man, that looks like it's good. I understand why you do it. No, I know. <laughs> nobody, with the bun. nobody likes because it. Because of the bun. They it, deal with it. <laughs> okay. So the quality of the burger is is still there. Uh, the, the flavor may be a little bit different. Dude, Joe, Joe kept himself on mute because he's, he's going all in on this hamburger analogy. It's not he's a hamburger, like, bro. It's What's it called? <laughs> What is it called? A lettuce wrap, bro. Like when you go there, you don't say, hey, can I get a burger with, with just a lettuce wrap? It's called a lettuce wrap, bro. It's not even called a hamburger, bro. It's, it's called not. a protein burger. Yeah, exactly. It's not a hamburger. <laughs> it's a protein burger. Not a hamburger. It's a burger. It's not a hamburger, though. It's a burger composed of the same thing with one thing missing, which is the unnecessary breads. The filler. The bread is just filler, bro. Yeah, but you don't know what a truly good burger tastes like because you refuse to eat the bun. So if you refuse to eat the bun and only just get the essentials that you need, you never truly understand what a good burger tastes like. I do enjoy my burgers very much without the buns. I have enough buns in my life. I don't need them in my burgers. Well, see, you're proving my point because I don't understand where you're coming from with you just telling me. It's the same thing as you do in the essentials and I understand where Ahsoka is. So thank you very much for proving my argument. Which is, I enjoyed Ahsoka, or excuse me, I enjoyed Clone Wars, but Rebels, I didn't. Like, Clone Wars was cool. I enjoyed that. But like Rebels, it was just like, eh. I mean, regardless of if I see six seasons or not, if I'm just not jiving with the characters, I'm just not jiving with the characters. Did you watch episode one of Rebels? I think so. How far did you go? I Before you skipped the, in with the essentials. I don't do the, it. I think episode one was part of the essentials. Yeah, and you just went to skip to the rest of the episodes? No, you it was like part Clone of the essentials. War? I know, but that's, I, what, that's my point. If you would watch it, try watching season one and then finishing it and then come back and tell me what you think. Come on, dude. You know I'm not going to sit through season anything of anything, bro. Y'all been trying to get me to watch The Witcher for like two years. You know I ain't going to watch a season of nothing, bro. You know what? You got me like, there. You said checkmate. That? Watch a season. You yeah. said watch a season. Yeah, you're, you're done, not. dude. You're not. <laughs> You got me there, bro. I ain't going to watch a season of nothing. If I'm not watching it as it happens, it's not going to happen. Game I'll watch time. essentials of anything, okay? Like you like you Wikipedia movies, that's how I am about shows. Well, here here's the thing. This is your my my point is this. You can watch the One Piece live action without having to watch any essentials or the anime or the reading the manga and you can enjoy it. Which I think, like, I'm past, like, hyped up for Ahsoka because that's one of my favorite characters. So 
me watching it the first three episodes was like, man, this is good. And, you know, like I'm riding that high train of that. Like I said, until I watched One Piece. And then I realized were the, the flaws in the TV series that I'm talking about right now, obviously. Okay. So let me ask you to do something for me, compare and contrast. And Alfonso and Dan are just like, what the hell's going on here? But okay. This is life with me and Joe. Sorry, Dan. Um, okay. So is the benefit of watching One Piece, which you can watch all the episodes in one sitting, which sounds like torture to me, but are you able to see the character development in the show because you can watch the progression all the way through instead of having to wait week to week? That's a question for you, Jeff. Um, yes, but also the chemistry between the characters were so good, the actors, that you believe, one, that they are the characters. Two, the chemistry is so good, you believe that they're actually a family. Ahsoka... And Serene, when I'm watching it, I'm not buying that they were Padawan and Jedi, because she's not even a Jedi Master, but that they've trained together. Like, I don't feel like they have that chemistry in the sense of they're like, they're that close. And I have, and it's tough for me to buy into that, you know, they were close until they got upset and they left each other. So for me, like, I don't feel like you have that and. Ahsoka, and I think that's why it's hard for people to grasp it and gravitate to it. Okay, I have a question there as well, because I get the first episode of Ahsoka, and I see there's this whole, you used to be my master, you used to be the Padawan, I used to be your apprentice, but when I watched The Essentials, I never saw that interaction. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've never, they never, and you're trying to sell that to me, in that for me, again, the reason why they're bringing all the because you know Dan Dave Filoni and John Favreau are gonna make a movie that's gonna tie everything together and close it down and connect it to first order. That's what I'm thinking. And the whole journey, like now that I'm starting to dissect it and stop fanboying and just and start to critique it, it's losing its magic on Ahsoka because I feel like if you're gonna do an Ahsoka series, why not do from the time where she became falcon is it falcon i think fulcrum what did she do up to that point but you didn't do that you just went you you're because i, I want to say in episode three when she left was it episode two or so three where that i think it was episode three where it picks up at the end of rebels where Supreme standing right there and circle comes and picks them up and then it shows the background of everybody that was on the, the mural, memorial on the wall, mm -hmm. that actually is letting you know that's where Rebels ended. So the whole time you're thinking they went together to go find Ursa Billa at the end of uh, Rebels when actually they haven't done it yet. So this Ahsoka series is them doing it now, if that makes sense. I don't know if the essentials, if you watch the last episode on your essential list, I don't know if that's on there. Actually, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> But I went back and I watched it, yeah. Yeah, well, because at the end, like, the whales, and that's another thing. They put the whales in Osaka, but if you don't watch the Rebels, you don't know about the whales. Or if you don't read the comics, you don't know, who, or the books, you don't even know, like, why are there whales with Osaka smiling? Hey, there's whales. She's smiling because they can go find Ursa. But unless, you know, unless you watch Rebels or read any of the comics, you're not going to know that. But everybody's thinking, 
it's almost tricking you that they didn't find Ursa, they broke up and they got mad. But they haven't even what it's kind of like mis almost misleading to where you know what I mean? It's just for me, it's just like too much like, hey, look over here, look over there. Misdirecting. Okay, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Since I mean, to become a Jedi, you have to have force sensitivity, right? I mean, that that's like the prerequisite. Then you well, learn the ways of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you got Sabine Wren who or Sabine Wren who once wielded the dark saber. So does that auto automatically make her a candidate to be a Jedi? I mean, they're even saying in the show like she doesn't have. I, you know what I want to know? I want to know what her metachlorian count is. <laughs> she, you know, she's not even, I, she's not a candidate. And I mean, unless she starts moving things with her mind, it's like, come on, why are you training her in the Jedi ways? Just because she once had the Darksaber? What are your thoughts uh, on that, Dan? I, I think she's going to come up with some. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, the, uh, the robot, uh, he was already commenting on her lack of force ability and really you know throwing some shade at her in that regard so you know obviously she's not as force sensitive as uh you know most of the other padawans that uh he had seen in his however his time i mean he goes all the way back to remembering Phelan's skull so and he was uh obviously uh already a jedi pre-order 66 and i think uh, i looked up as far as with the timeline from uh, episode three with Order 66 uh, to around the time of uh, the Mandalorian. And we're talking about 10 to 12 years. So, you know, again, where Joe's talking about it picking up right at the end of Rebels, you're still talking about a significant window there. And they're kind of playing it off as to like it's coming directly right after the Battle of Lothal. And that's a little bit of a head scratcher there also. So, it's kind of tweaking the timelines a little bit to where even if you are familiar with the rebels, you're still kind of scratching your head. Mm -hmm. But uh, a quick, quick question: the, the the Battle of Thal did that coincide with the downfall of the Emperor? Was that about the same time? Does that happen around the same time? No, no. Um, I want to say rebels that. Uh, well, if we're talking about the time from A New Hope to the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, I want to say it's about five years from from what I've looked up. So if we're talking four seasons, what's that timeline and how does it all line up? They never really make that clear. Well, at the end of Rebels, it t it tells you Hera was a part of that, you know, um, on Nendor. And so that, mm. that, that lets you know right there. Okay. It's just like Ahsoka's timeline is it keeps you. Yeah. So it is intertwined. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before. This is this is this is this is my world. <laughs> if how the the, the new galaxy, if Ahsoka, Serene, and Urza stayed in that part of the galaxy and created a new timeline down over there. There's so many different stories that you can do within that timeline. I f and so I feel like why keep connecting to this trash newer Star Wars when you don't have to? 
And so to Alan's point, Kathleen Kennedy's probably saying, no, you got to do it this way. It has to get to there. You know what I mean? And I think like, I, I thought she didn't have her hands in there, but you know, Alan's always saying, no, oh, no, no, she, she's in there. She's in there. She's doing her thing. But if you just jump them to that different part of the galaxy, there's so many more different things that you can do within that galaxy. Like you could totally bring, you know, Ma uh, the Mandalorian and his people that they're now there jump in that galaxy. And it's a whole new timeline and you can create a whole new Star Wars. You know, or if you're going to go back to mentioned it before, you know, the temples where you can dictate different timelines. Like you can fix that timeline that way. What if, what if Ahsoka goes back in a time thing and we're like an Ursa Brilla? I don't know if they did that on Essentials, Alan, when you're watching your, your Essentials, AKA burger wrap and lettuce, where Ahsoka, where Ursa Brilla pulled Ahsoka from her timeline where she was going to die from vader and it created that. a new timeline if ahsoka what if she did that and took luke skywalker before he was getting ready to make the biggest mistake ever if she pulls him before he does that there's no kylo ren you know so and then you can change the whole timeline then but you know the whole ray becomes the most powerful jedi without even having to learn it i mean she Give me your gun. Uh, unbuckle my thing. You're, you're, wow, you're that you're that fast. You don't know anything about the force, and you could just do that all of a sudden, you know. Or Serene, like she doesn't have no Jedi powers, but yet you're training her to be a Jedi. So it's like, which one you're trying to, you know, what what kind of story you're trying to tell here, you know? For so it's perplexed for Rebels fans, and I, and I feel as where hardcore Star Wars fans, where you're almost making you're losing the mistake of mystique of how important a jedi is and how there's so few and you're making it look like with rebels coming out there's kanan and it's ursa biller and then you know there's star killer that darth vader had who everyone's saying is the guy in the black mass a star killer but there's so many different stuff that you make in video games and comics to be a jedi like that we're led to believe in in uh, uh, a new hope the last Jedi is Obi-Wan and, and, and Luke Skywalker. But now you're watching all this stuff, the books, the games, the TV shows, and they're like, no, he wasn't the last one or he's not the new one. You know what I mean? Well, they even touched on that with uh, Yoda talking to Luke Skywalker, you know, and saying that, you know, you're the last one. Yeah. And then, yeah. And he's but, supposed to be uh, the powerful one. But yeah, he's like, oh, you're the last one. Or, or you know what? Yoda always played mind tricks anyways, man. He probably knew and just was tricking him. Wiseman Yoda tells you exactly what you need to know to get to where you need to be. Yeah. Nowadays, we call that toxic relationship. One of the concerns that I have, though, is... Uh, with them centering uh, everything around Grand Admiral Thrawn post uh, Return of the Jedi, is that if they really do flesh this out well and you know knock this out of the park, I, I do have confidence in Dave Filoni that he's going to be able to flesh the characters out enough to where being familiar with the Rebel series is going to feel more like enhancing the experience of Ahsoka rather than being necessary. Uh, at this point, you know you do kind of feel a little bit lost, but I. 
I feel like he's done such a good job with the other things that he's going to build these characters up to where um, those not familiar are going to uh, be more comfortable with it and, you know, uh, uh, connect to these characters. But if he really does Grand Admiral Thrawn well, it's going to make those of us who are familiar with the Heir to the Empire storyline that much more curious as to why they didn't use that story more for the sequel trilogy. They used bits and pieces, but they really could have used that outline of that story and just knocked that out of the park with the sequels. Dan, let me ask you a question. Um, you watch Ant-Man 3? Yes. How'd you like it? It was all right. Hey, but you know what, though? They sure the hell did Kane justice and made him really dope. It didn't save the movie. True. True. But, so I mean... Maloney could do the same thing with that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the both, but right now, I don't know, man. I don't know. Grandmo thought could be dope, but then... Is he going to be in the movie that they're going to create where everything ties together? Is Are they going to finish him here now? You know what I mean? It's like... Grandmore Thong is so dope. He, if he makes them very well, he's going to make the other Star Wars irrelevant, like the 789, because the main villain in that, Snoke, and then Palpatine. Lazy riding, dudes. Lazy riding. But it's just, but I don't know, man. That is a problem that uh, if they make him so good that he makes the sequel trilogies that much more irrelevant. Because they could have used him instead of Snoke. Because yeah, at the end of the Heir of the Empire's story, we still had the Palpatine clones situation, but they built up to it so much better. Because it was so much of a disconnect with the sequel trilogy between J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and back to J.J. Abrams, where Ryan Johnson took him, took him on this hard left turn that they had to recover it and then kind of rush to the finish line. Whereas with this Heir of the Empire, you had the whole story building up with the Skywalker clan and the Solos and uh, Anakin Solo, you know, going to the dark side. All all that that was happening, Grand Animal Thrawn pulling strings, and it was just, you know, a whole buildup that ended, you know, with this awesome, you know, climax. You know, I, I kind of like what Joe was saying earlier about the whole another universe. I mean, yeah, why not? Because all this stuff over here happened, okay, with, with uh, 7, 8, and 9. It, it's happening. It happened. You know, why try to lazy write your way out of it and try to, like, get rid of it or whatever? Why not, if they just hop in those little tubes and whatever, and they head out to the whole new universe? And, you know, Grand Animal Thrawn's over there. He's not just sitting on his thumb. He's amassing an army. He's probably he's probably building it up so, so big, and, you know, maybe he has Ezra, like, captured, you know? Or Ezra's like trying to do the same thing. He's off trying to amass an army. So it's like they can go over there and they can have their piece of that galaxy. And it doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with anything that's going on over here because they're so far apart. They'll never run into each other again, you know, unless somebody else brings them together. But yeah, why? It, it, I think it's actually a really good escape from what's already happened, what we're all disappointed with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, come on, Bubba. Come on, Mando. We got to go take care of this. And then that explains why we never see Grogu, you know, Din Grogu. This explains why we never seen him again. That explains why we never saw Mando. That explains why, you know, Bubble Fett never popped right back up, you know, because they're over there and they're doing their thing over there. 
It's it's still the same like world, but completely different universe on the completely other side of this galaxy or you know whatever. And they don't have to coincide. Whatever happens over there doesn't have to deal with anything that happens over here. It's just like like uh, our world where if you didn't have boats, what's happening over in our what we call America now and what happens in Britain has nothing to do with one another. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So why not do that? They could just let it happen. Ryan Johnson's universe happened. Boom, it's done. Oh, well, we like it better over here. We're going to stay over here. Yeah, for sure. If you If you look at like the new galaxy... If there was always a new galaxy, then how can anyone say that Luke was like the the, the last Jedi? Obi Wan's the last Jedi because there's or like the Order sixty six killed all the Jedi's in that galaxy. But what about the galaxy? You know what I mean? So it's like I feel like you can start fresh somewhere over there, and no one can really say anything because it's a new galaxy. Come up with new ideas. And I would be okay with that. That's kind. Of, that's kind of what I want. This leading up to the first order taking over, just with Star Wars, anyways, for me is almost feeling like the the multi universe. I'm kind of over it, like with DC and, and Marvel. I don't want to see another multiverse movie again. Like I just want something new and something fresh. I think they have Dave Filoni. Like they're so stuck in that. Lucas and the way he had it, just whatever happened, and just coming up with something new. Well, you guys make some great points as far as how big the Star Wars universe actually is, and the possibilities for these things to not all have to intersect. And as far as Filoni uh, having to connect everything, it's almost like he's the janitor of the Star Wars world. He's following behind all this stuff that where George Lucas wrote himself into corners or. Uh, you know, made left these unanswered questions, open-ended things, and Dave Filoni's walking behind him with his cart with the trash can and the spray bottle and the patch kit, and he's just sweeping things up, cleaning things off, patching up holes, and making everything look all pretty in hindsight. But uh, I still think he's doing a good job and where they touched on it with uh, Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Um, and again in episode three where Harris confronting the senators is how inadequate the new republic was and how they were so shorthanded with resources that they couldn't govern the entire galaxy and they couldn't address problems that they came up or they were just in sheer denial about it and with that short-sightedness around the outer rim you still had pirates running wild and like places like navarro and the first order building up resources out on Mandalore and essentially rising up on his unobstructed right beneath their noses. And so you kind of highlight those things leading up to it. And, you know, he is connecting those dots while telling his own story and, again, patching everything up and, and prettying it up. So you look at the whole picture and it doesn't look as bad as it did before. Well, I feel... He, you, it's already been established in, in Mandalorian that the rebels are relaxed and the Empire is still there. You're just wasting more screen time in Ahsoka when you've already made that point in Mandalorian. You see what I'm saying? Like it's already been done. I don't need a, a whole segment of Hera arguing with the Senate to reassure you like, hey, let me keep it in your in your mind. Hey, the rebels are kind of slacking. Empire is still around doing their thing. 
I'd I'd rather see a scene with like you know like Morgan. I'd rather see a scene with like Balin more. You know, if instead of something like I honestly like me as a Star Wars fan, these are the things I I like it with Han with the smuggler and the Jedi in Star Wars. Nothing else. All this stuff in between, I didn't really care too much for man. And I feel like in this series is like that. Like I don't care about Hera arguing with the Senate. I mean, last time I checked, General Leia was out there doing like in ships and not in st- keep staying in a big ship commanding like a, a fleet. She did it in newer Empire or uh, the newer Star Wars, I mean, but she was always with Han Solo or the own jet doing the thing. Hera can't hop in the back of her own truck, her own, her own ship and be like, all right, if you really disagree with, with the Senate, what they're doing, you're really going to let your friends fly out there and you're not going to do anything. Now, granted, she might do something later, but old Hera that I know would have hopped in that her old, her old jet flew down there. True, but she's also trying to alert them of the threat that Grand Admiral Thrawn is out there and uh, the people like Morgan Elspeth. Dan, stop it. Has stop found it. him. Stop it, Dan. So... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> So they're using Grand Admiral Thrawn. If you Thrawn watch as Rebels, threat, that's not Hera. It's not Hera. If you watch no, Rebels, you know that's not Hera. Okay, thank you. Right. That's all I'm trying to make. That's not Hera. Because Hera would have hopped in her in her jet and flew down there to go help out her friends. Right. You're right. But they're using Grand Admiral Thrawn as a plot device to thread together them being in denial about his existence and them finding him to rebuilding the Empire or what's going to become the First Order. If she doesn't hop on her jet on the next episode and fly down there, she is not the hero from there. And even like Ahsoka seems kind of like, doesn't feel like it's Ahsoka. You notice she's not even holding her lightsabers backwards. I'm like, what's up with that? Good point. I don't want to jump on Joe's bandwagon or anything, but that is one thing that I noticed watching the show. You know, I was like, I watched the Ahsoka episodes and then I went back and I watched Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, the essentials, if you will. And I was like, these characters don't seem like the same characters. Like the, the personalities seem a little bit different. So initially I gave the benefit of the doubt based on progression of time. But as we're having this conversation, I realize that the progression of time is actually minimal and it picks up from the point of Rebels, which, you know, I'm I'm still saying that a protein burger tastes just as good as a hamburger. But Joe has a good point. These characters do seem very different in the way that they're being portrayed on Ahsoka. Right. And I hate to say it. I keep saying it over and over again. But <laughs> with One Piece the live action characters are so much like the anime characters. Like with this one, it's the live version of the anime characters and rebels. And I don't feel the same. I I just don't like, yeah, you kind of look, I mean, don't get me wrong. Rosio Dawson, she's fine. She's hella fine. And she's a fine Ahsoka, but I feel like she's not Ahsoka. She looks but she's not Ahsoka. You know what I mean? I feel like if Duke's put on a filter and try to trick me like he's John Cena or something like that because of a filter, I'm like, I still know that's not John Cena. You know what I mean? I know that's not John Cena. He looks like John Cena. 
Jones, you know, but I can't see him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's him. And that's what I feel like with with these characters. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I hate Ahsoka show. I, I'm, I'm really liking it. I just find there's too many things when I watch another show better than this. It, I guess I'm kind of frustrated at that because One Piece is so much better live hey, than Joe. Ahsoka. Hey, Joe, can you yeah. see me? That's because I'm John Cena, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I got to bring this up really quick. For almost four years, I ate nothing but impossible burgers and garden burgers and, and beyond burgers and mushroom burgers. You know what? They weren't hamburgers. Yeah, yeah bro. I, I straight up, dude. Instead of buffalo wings, bro. You had crouton wings or whatever the hell that was. They were cauliflower. Wings. They were good. We ate that, bro, and it was not good, dude. But you know what, though? Alfie was like, these are my essentials. And it just didn't hit the same. Wow. Wow. Huh, yeah. So, so I'm going to throw a question out to you guys because uh... – I feel like in Filoni we trust, and I recall when you know Joe was explaining Clone Wars and he was explaining Rebels. He and, and even Bad Batch, he was like, "Dude, like Dave Filoni, he he's just he's architect, he's an architect. He's putting everything together." And right now, for the first time, I'm thinking maybe Dave Filoni's being a little bit too ambitious, and he's not going to be able to put this together. What do you guys think? Is he being too ambitious? I have confidence that uh, it's going to come together. And again, it's going to feel more like uh, it enhances the Ahsoka experience to, to have watched Rebels and have that familiarity rather than necessary. So I'm being optimistic and I'm hoping that's the case. But uh, I do have, I have confidence in Dave Filoni in that way. The big, the mistake that I think they made real quick, Alfie. Sorry, I mean, get to hop in like we're double dutching. Um, is they made a mistake of introducing Grandma Mothon and Ursa Bellinger earlier within the episodes, so everyone knows who they are. If you don't watch Robots, you know who they are. So I think they missed the mark on that because everybody knows they've already been casted. They're going to show up. But this, let me just show what's going on. The last two episodes, kind of over that. When you can set something up for the beginning, if you set something up where Grandmothon and them are out right now, and see what they're dealing with, I think you'd build up more to your point where it's, there's going to be a big payoff. And I think they're going to waste it on the last two episodes because every time you condense everything to finish it up in the last two episodes, uh, I mean, that's pretty much Phase Four in Marvel. I'm gonna have to agree with Joe. Infaloni, we I'm sorry, with Dukes. Infaloni, we trust. I'm good with that. I'm definitely on the fence on this one because I don't think I've ever actually I guess I do this all the time where I'll watch something and then I'll be like, oh, but what happened before? So I guess I do I do that a lot, but normally I watch the like I'll watch a movie and then watch the prequel, but I'm not watching in five seasons of a show four seasons of a show but i feel like if feloni's coming out of the gate making references to 
things that the casual doesn't understand, I have some concerns because your job, Dave Filoni, is not to attract the hardcore fans like, you know, Dan and Joe. You want to attract the casual fan like me, who is like, okay, I love Jedi's, but I refuse to watch an animated show. You know, so he's making a mistake by alienating the general viewer, and I don't think he can recover from it. In that regard, it kind of feels like uh, one of those uh, B-side releases from your favorite musician where the, the diehard fans are going to be all about it and the casuals are just going to probably toss it by the wayside. And that's unfortunate because these are great characters. And I really like to see them do something great with them. But uh, as Duke's saying, there are some doubts with the way that uh, it's tying in so deep with that that uh, you don't really have that connection to start with. Yeah, because, you know, the first three episodes, the way it finishes, it, it begins where Rebels 4, Season 4, ended. Right? The next episode, in theory, if that's what you're doing, Episode 4 should pick up with Ursa and, and Thrawn getting teleported to where they're at and what happens from there. You know what I mean? Like, it should be an episode with that. I don't think they're going to do that, though. But I think that they should do that. But they're so... Let's just let's surprise people. Let's just wait. I feel like you don't have the time to surprise people because you, that's where you lose people. Because if for 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 a long time, I've been telling Alan, watch, you know, Rebels. Watch, you know, with Ahsoka in it. Watch, you know, um, Clone Wars to see Ahsoka in it. And he gets hyped up and then he watches it. And then we come and do a podcast and my man's like, I'm kind of lost. You know, like it shouldn't be that way, right? You should eat to your point. A casual fan should come in and pick up and be like, cool, I can watch it again. One piece. You could be a casual fan. You could be a new person. You come in and watch it. That shows the shit. You know, and I feel like Ahsoka is not doing that for me. And I'm kind of disappointed. I wish I didn't watch One Piece <laughs> because it, I, it the harsh reality is the critique of Soka in a way where you start to see stuff that you are biased and you don't see, you know, like with anything in life, if you're biased, you don't see certain things that other ones, hey, bro, like, hey, it's like your boy's telling you like, hey, man, I know you're into this girl. She's doing this to you. Or, you know, you could be in a man and your girlfriend's like, hey, oh, your man is this way. And you still don't see it because love is blind. You know, you only the time that you see it is when you've already left this person, you have a new relationship, and then you start to think, yeah, you know what, dude? They were right. This was wrong with this, and what's wrong with that. And I think that's where I'm at with Ahsoka. I mean, it's only episode three, so I'm hoping the next episode is gonna change the way I think, but I'm kind of I can't wait to see how we all four of us re-intervene when the season's over and see if our point of views is different. And if Alan actually goes, I know what happened. No, I am probably still not going to know what happens. It's like, it's like when they come up with the force whales, right? Like they make such a big deal about the force whales in every live action show. But if you didn't watch Rebels and Clone Wars, 
that doesn't make any sense. You're like, who cares? I, I didn't even know the importance of the force whales until the last episode when they're like, oh, force whales can go into hyperspace. What? How's that a thing? Like, that's what we're doing now, whales? We're just going into hyperspace? Wrapping our tentacles around, like, destroyers and going into hyperspace? Like, that's some lazy writing plot device right there. But I digress. Um, I would say overall, I'm enjoying the show. Um, I'm not going to watch One Piece simply to be that guy. I refuse to watch it. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying the show. I must admit, it's very confusing because I don't have all the details in there. But, you know, I'm enjoying it. Joe said he's going to give it a try. But, uh, Dan, what's your thoughts? Are you overall enjoying it? Oh, yeah. I am enjoying it. And, again, I'm, I'm being optimistic with uh, how it's going to turn out and uh, how it's going to all come together. And who knows? Maybe by the end of this, uh, it only turns it into a uh, diet heir to the Empire. And, uh, you know, we, the diehards like uh, me and Joe, who are familiar with that storyline, get that taste and uh, get a little bit of uh, that fan service that uh, Filoni's uh, famous for giving us. But uh, again, even for if it, even if it falls short of expectations, as, as Joe's mentioned before, Star Wars fans are so spoiled that they don't even recognize that from 1983 to 1999, we had to wait 16 years for another movie. And in the past 15 years since they started Clone Wars. We've gotten movie after movie, series after series, so much content that you know we are able to be so critical about. So, you know, it's it's that embarrassment of riches and uh, you know I'm gonna watch no matter what. And Alfonso X Man Flores, are you keeping us with your, your positive ray of sunshine regarding the show? I just realized my mute wasn't on. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, no, I'm I'm super stoked about this show. I I do love it. Um, I I feel bad that there's probably people out there who are not quite getting it because this show didn't take that step that all the Star Wars shows take. It walk you through everything, introduce you to everything. You know, it's like it's kind of like what we've been complaining about with like all the DC movies, and they're going to stop doing it. They're going to stop holding your hand and introducing you to. Uh, to uh, the characters and killing out Bruce Wayne's parents and letting you see the pearls roll down the, the road, you know, they're going to just hop in and then, you know, you're going to catch up. And that's kind of what they're doing. Um, I think they could do a little better job of it, you know, but, you know, they, they're trying to explain it. It's just not enough. So I just really hope these people are able to stay with it. I think the payoff is going to be big and I am looking forward to it. Uh, one additional perspective. Uh, Joe's over here hyping up Rosario Dawson. Don't sleep on Sabine. I'm just saying that. Don't sleep. Oh, on Sabine. oh yeah, Sabine is fine too, dude. Uh, what is that? Oh yeah, Natasha <laughs> Lou. Natasha yeah. skipped to my Lou next week. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with Cinderella either. Is that Cinderella? Kara Cinderella, the actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Are you guys aware that that's Mrs. Ewan McGregor now? Dude, yes. that's Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers. Yeah, apparently her and you and McGregor got married last year. 
Mrs. Obi Wan. Harris and Dylan. <laughs> She's Obi Wan. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's his that's his wife. Yeah, that's super cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I wonder when there you know there's gonna be a scene with um Anakin Skywalker again. There's gonna be like a flashback. So I'm wondering which episode that's gonna be on where he's training her and stuff like that. Probably I would think they would probably do it like in a flashback to where it'll help her train Sabrine. You know? Yeah. It seems like in the end she kind of became it's almost like what if Ahsoka what if Anakin didn't become a Darth Sith, right? And that's what I feel like Ahsoka is. He's kind of calm where, where Anakin is now and kind of like arguing with Sabrine, kind of how like she used to do that with Anakin when she was younger. It's kind of like roles reverse. That's, that's the kind of vibe that I got. Like what if Anakin never went, you know, to the dark side? It's pretty much Ahsoka. What is it? What is it that Anakin used to call her? Scoots, something like that. Skits, snips. Yeah, snips, snips. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I just did the essentials, and I knew that. Hey, but you know what? You did finish Clone Wars, so I mean, you did watch Clone Wars. You didn't do essentials of the Clone Wars. You did essentials of the Rebels. So you should know that if you love Clone Wars better, so you should have that stat. Yeah, don't be Joe Wicking it. Now, so I, I now now Anakin better say that in this TV series, man. You know when he's training her, he better say that. If he doesn't say that, you know, Dave Filoni. You know, I I feel like he will because at the end of the day, I'll just speak for myself and Dan in Filoni. We trust. I obviously, even though I don't always agree with Joe ever. But I do trust him when it comes to, like, Joe watches some good stuff. I understand that I will watch some garbage. I know that. And I have a short attention span. I know that. But when Dave, when Dave Filoni caught Joe's interest and he was like, hey, you have to watch this. This is cool. They're doing some stuff. They're filling in gaps. I was like, okay, I'm not going to listen, but I know it's some good stuff. And so I have to say in Filoni we trust, and I'm – yeah, I'm looking forward to it. He's going to do okay. Yeah, and right now, bro, it's me trusting Alfonso like that cauliflower, buffalo wings, whatever thing was good, and it's just it's garbage right now. So I'm hoping <laughs> Filoni better be in that kitchen making me some <laughs> some good buffalo wings and not that cauliflower crap. And this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Oh, yeah.